Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from September the 12th, 1992. If you're listening to this on YouTube, hit the like button or hit the thumbs up button to like the video and then subscribe to the channel. Those pesky algorithms like that sort of stuff. And so does Harper, too. He gets mad when you don't do that. Also, please leave a comment or two, comment or two on the video. Uh, before I throw it to Doc, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Children, Joe S, and good old Justin for your generous support on Patreon. Doc, uh, we're about two weeks ahead of when this will drop. So it's not, it's not, we're not like a month ahead anymore, a month and a half like we were when my wife had surgery and whatnot. But how are you? I'm good, but I'm ready for football season to start. How about you? Well, you're in luck if you're going to watch the UFL. The Rocks League, where he uh, killed off that? the New Orleans territory, and then you got the Canadian Football League, which preseason will start will start in May, and our regular season starts in June. Okay, well, I'm ready for the NFL to start back up. I miss I miss it already. Um, they have the better storylines over there, don't you think? CFL's got some storylines because that league's been around for a while. It's just that most of the American audience doesn't watch it. That's but, fair. but I do that, hear you. That's fair, and to be honest. I still think that they ought to invest in the Canadian Football League because the rivalries are there, the personal issues are there, the stories are there, they're built in, and you don't have to like build them from scratch like you do with these mud show startups. So, the Rocks League is what you're talking about. Exactly. And so you and I <laughs> decided we're going to go out to one of the uh, Arlington Renegade games this season, um, see if you can't you know, catch the, put a hold on the rock for getting rid of your new Orleans team. Uh, so if you're out at the game this year, uh, stop by and see Mike and I we will be out there, uh, kicking it, you know? Yeah. For a game or two, we gotta, we gotta go see the only football team in the area to win a championship in the last 30 years. Uh, Ixnay on the K what, brother. Oh boy. All right. So we, so, so we are getting closer to real time. So I feel like I can bring this up. We just had the Super Bowl a couple of days ago in real time. Uh, how would you grade the booking and the script for this particular championship uh, festival? I mean, they booked it to go into overtime. To the end yeah. of overtime, too. To the end they, of overtime. They, they bled squeezed. every minute of it, right? <laughs> that's good booking right there. Yeah, that's like that's like back in the day when 
I remember a Saturday night where Barry Windham is wrestling Flair, I believe it was, and they go to the very end, and Barry gets the three count, but time expired. Oh, it was almost tough. like that. Yeah. Yep. It was Bad pretty good booking. I didn't. I mean, look, if you're a San Francisco fan, you hated it. But here's the thing, you know, I'm not a fan of either one of those teams. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily hate them like you do. I hated the Niners in the '80s because they just murdered the Saints all the time. But of late, like, I don't really hate them. I know you do, but I you know. can I tell you? Can I? Can you not speak for me? Here's the sure. thing: I wasn't rooting for the Niners. I was rooting for the Chiefs. But I don't hate the 49ers like I used to, and I do respect how they play. But I'm not, I'm not gonna. It's hard for me to. It's real hard for me to root for an NFC NFC team in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I that's that's where I was gonna go to. I don't know if you're you're if you're an, if your team's in the NFC. I mean, you got to have a personal connection to that NFC team. Like I wouldn't root against Detroit or New Orleans or a couple other teams. But I got beef with a lot of these teams over on our side of the house. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you're not going to root for the Niners. You've had battles with them. You're not going to root for Philly. You're not going to root for any NFC East team in a Super Bowl. But yeah, Detroit, a feel good story. You know, that's in another division, of course, something like that. But uh, in short, they booked the boy. Okay, so I got to ask you something. Match. I got to ask you something. Usher, how was that for people who like that kind of music? It it was fine. My wife was yelling because she said it was too short. I'm like, well, that's kind of how it works in the Super Bowl. And then I told her that I thought in L.A. a few years ago that the L.A. performance was better with like Snoop and Eminem and Dre and, uh, you know, all the West Coast rappers, or whatever. I thought that was better than Usher. But I will tell you this. Nothing was better than Prince in Miami in 06, uh, I think it was, because he, he was playing in the rain. and I mean, it just... It was like a perfect atmosphere. So, yeah, 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 that was that was great. Don't I mean? So here's the thing: I don't have again. I don't have anything against Usher. What I realized is is that I really don't know anything about him. So I know that one song, yeah, that they say yeah a lot in, and I realize this makes me sound as crackery, crackery, honky as possible. Yes. And four hundred years old. I get all that. <laughs> uh, and usually, but you know, usually I know a little something about something. I realized I don't know a damn thing about him and it's, it's not by design. It's just, it's something I missed. So I didn't hate it. I I thought he was out there working hard on the roller skates and shit. Um, it wasn't as good as getting Snoop out there. Come on. That was, that was tremendous. Um, I don't know. I I still, you know, my favorite acts aren't going to play the halftime, but I'm not hating on it. I understand why they do it. But it's not my thing. I'm ready for the second half to get started, and let's settle this. Let's, let's see the rest of the script. Uh, it was fine. Like I, okay. I know some complained about it, but nah, I was. It was fine. Okay, was I just sick. wanted to get. It's a, fu- you know, I, it's a football you know, game. Like, like yeah, I always get. It, it's always weird to me, people that get worked up about the halftime performance. Like, even it's if the it's same an, people that are going to get worked up about 54 seconds of Taylor Swift. Who gives a shit? Bruh, so did you, I'm sure you saw it. Did you see the the young lady with the curly hair with her? Like Lively, you're damn right I did. Okay, the the black chick, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Ice Spice. Yeah, okay. I, nobody knew who she was. I <laughs> only know who she was because I think the the young white boys in middle school 
like the big booties. <laughs> no, no. So let me tell you. So I'm, you know, I, I mean, obviously I know who Taylor Swift is. I'm like, I turn over and look at my wife and I say, who's the chick? I didn't say chick. I mean, I, I said, who's the broad with the curly hair that they keep showing next to her? Is she somebody important? And my wife goes, yeah, that's Ice Spice. I go, is she one of the Spice Girls? Hey, was like, how you would get there. She was like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? I'm like, well, you said Ice Spice. And she goes, you know who it is. And she plays me like three songs ago. I don't know who the piss that is. So next year, you and I are going to watch the Super Bowl from the old folks' home, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I know All who Taylor right, Swift that, is, but I don't know who New Ice Spice is, okay? Maybe they'll let us use the rec room for a live BTT cast. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, I got a, I got another question for you. I, you know, football's over, so now we are really, really ramping up because it is full-on uh, WrestleMania season. Um, you said something to me about how, um, the, uh, WWE has changed course and corrected some booking errors. I'm not a hundred percent sure I know what's going on. Uh, so why don't you tell us what's going on and we can, uh, chop that up. Just as the dogs are about to start barking in my house. All right. Everybody, everybody loves it when your dogs won't shut up. I know. And she literally just texted me or messaged me and said they're, uh, they're on their way in. So, okay. I told you last week that whatever was happening, I wasn't sold on the fact that that was the end of it and it wasn't going to be Cody versus, versus Roman. In summary. I believe I, I believe I said the similar. Okay. So now what they did, they did that WrestleMania kickoff. They called it a press mm-hmm. conference. It wasn't really a press conference. It was just like a. Like a I had no idea that this was happening or what it was, so I completely missed it. All right. So it was on Thursday. It was a Thursday night, so before SmackDown on Friday, Thursday night before the Super Bowl. And I said, like, well, I said again the week prior, I'm like, I, I just think they're going to pivot. And Uh-oh. here it comes. Yep, attack. So anyway. Mercedes Monet is home. Um. So I... I had a feeling like something would happen. Now, what I believe, though, is I don't actually know if they if this was the plan all along or they pivoted because of the overreaction. But I I knew from the start just after Cody, quote unquote, gave his spot up to the rock. I was like, this can't be how they do this. So I'm I think they just reacted to the backlash of it all and they pivoted which is that's okay if that's, that's okay. how they did it as long as they get to the right spot i i'm i won't i don't hold it against them that they screwed up in that instance and that's kind of how i feel but so it seems as of as of us recording this on february 13 2014 24 i'm sorry <laughs> i got 14 on my mind because tomorrow Ooh. is valentine's day anyway can't wait it seems as if they're basically saying now it's going to be Cody and Rock. I mean, Cody okay. and Roman. Okay. So we'll see. But I did. I, I just want to reiterate. We, gotta go, we both we gotta said. Go to Australia first. Right. Well, there's more stuff in the works. But this we did where, both say we didn't think this is how it was going to happen. Yeah. This is where, it, to me, it's not as much about WrestleMania 
is I enjoy these two or three months of wrestling because they, they take advantage of not having the NFL get in my way. And so I'll, I'll be more likely to tune in. And these are the shows and the buildup that I want to watch it all unfold. WrestleMania nights, like, well, now the, kind of like the Super Bowl, unless your team's in it, it's like, well, shit, now this is over. And now I got to go watch baseball or something. Um, the baseball, but I tell you, baseball's back, man. The Rangers, you got this pitch clock thing. Everything (laughs) is coming up baseball. I can't wait. Pitchers and catchers, bro. The eye of Gibson sent me a a DM on the Twitter and he, we were talking about the, the JD McDonough guy from Jesus Christ. I mean, Corny calls him J.D. Funko Pop or whatever, and he looks like one. And once you hear that, you can't get that out of your head. So, uh, I don't remember how we started talking about it, but I was like, something looks like is wrong with that guy. And I of Gibson goes, Cornette calls him McFunko Pop. It's true. <laughs> Some, Man, the look, dude looks look. weird to me. He looks like almost like an alien, like his head is too big for his body. Latrell doesn't pick on people, as far as I know. And I will tell you this, Latrell is severely angered by all forms of racism. So I'm probably done parenting now, because he's got all the life skills he's going to get. But he he took one look at that dude, Funko Pop, and was like, what, we're just letting anybody, he goes, what, we're just letting anybody be a wrestler these days? Yeah, that's not good. I don't see it. He's eleven. Guy. I'm not sure he wipes his ass every time he goes to take a shit. But he was like, "That guy don't look like a wrestler." Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so we've got what two months to go? Two and a half months to go. Man, call me the week of, and and when you start bitching about the card. Because they don't give a shit about the card being announced ahead of time for WrestleMania. You're going to see WrestleMania. Yeah, it's an it's a spectacle. It doesn't even matter the card. They'll change it. They'll change it between nights if they want to. Yeah. Yep. Now here's what I'm thinking, and I don't want to get too far into this, but I'm starting to really think that it may not be too long until most of the wrestling people, the old school wrestling people, get exited out of this whole company. Yeah. I, I mean, at some point it'll happen, but I don't know how long name, it'll be. might be a couple of years, but you know why? Some point. You know what? You, you, they go. Yeah. But the wrestling people know the product. Hold on. You know what? Corporate people like more than product knowledge, cleaning control. house, control and cleaning house, saving money, streamlining operations, Aligning synergies. <laughs> oh my God, we've got so many brand synergies to align. And I think it's a whole lot easier for them to say, you know what, Triple H, thank you for your service. I bet he's gone, man. I don't know. That's when. scary. Let me tell you why that's scary. That's scary for, for the wrestling arm of, of TKO because MMA is a different animal altogether. Like, you don't have to worry about 
the scripts and the angles and all that. It's just two dudes getting it on, like you know, I mean, just brawling. I mean, not brawling, but it's an it's a mixed martial arts fight. It's a totally different animal. Whereas, whereas wrestling, like they'll start looking at all these dudes and like, and these Hollywood people and these people who these TV people think, oh, that's not that hard. I can do that. And they'll bring in these Hollywood writers. And worse than anything Vince ever did with bringing in the quote-unquote Hollywood writers. I Are you got there? me, man. I'm here. I don't know what to say, but it's coming. All right, one more thing. All you got to say, say is don't run through daddy's money yet, Tony. There's still a chance. <laughs> um, hey, real quick. I did want to remind you. Before... I forget because I got, I, I, I got you know old people's brain. Did we tell everybody where Harper was tonight? I was about to say, let me do one thing before we talk about that. Um, and all that is, is a reminder that if you submit a five-star review, we will read it out on air. I got one. Submit, submit it on Podcast Attic or Apple Podcasts, and we will read your five-star review out on air. Can I read is it? there a new one? I did not know there was a new one. Yeah, I got one from uh, Whiskey Clark came back. No, we, we, we did that one two weeks ago or three weeks ago. No, this just came in like a few days ago. No, it didn't. We read this one on air. But you know what? I I don't think so. We did. It was, I can tell you which episode it was on, but go ahead and read it again. Uh, Let's see if he, um, no, it's, it's the same one doc, but please read it. Whiskey is what I like to drink and dot, dot, dot on my girl. Thanks to deep state Harper. Oh, he edited it. Okay, pr- he continue. Did. Continue. Okay, so thank I you, Whiskey Clark. The- I'm so glad you edited it because we didn't know what was going on the first time. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. So Whiskey Clark is back. He sobered up. He dried out. He edited it. I can't read the title. It says, "Yeah, remind me, I'm something." Um, whiskey is what I like to drink, and dot 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 on my girl. Thanks to Deep State Harper. And y'all bring me back to my childhood of listening to the 605. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay, so he, the title is what's messed up still. It says, yeah, remind me, I'm my love and wrestling whiskey down for dot works. And I've read this a few times and I'm like, he must be saying circle, circle, dot, dot when he says down for dot works. It's just the title's messed up. But I'm glad he... Edited it, edited the body of the review. Yes. Gotta love those five-star reviews. So yes. They right. they trick the algorithms into thinking that we're good. Uh you want to update everyone on Harper. What's going on with Harper? Uh Harper decided that today would be a better day for him <laughs> to go to Mardi Gras than it would be to, to hang out with the army. Um, now I would argue, I'm going to ask you, he's not in New Orleans, Mardi Gras, is he? Cause Mardi Gras is going on all over the state, right? Actually, he's in Metairie today. He, when I talked to him earlier, he said he was, so Lady Hopper and Lady Hopper's mom camped oh. out last night For on Monday night to, so that they could get a good spot. So For Hopper. Harper called me or messaged me, called me on the way to the parade parades for this spot. And he sounded as miserable as miserable could sound. He's like, brah, 
I'm old. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> he's like, these parades, they were fun when we were young. And he's not lying. They were great. But when you get older and it becomes an all day thing that you're at a parade at, he's like, you know, I can drink and get drunk at home. <laughs> so he was on there. He was on his way there with a case of Budweiser. He told me <laughs> to live it up on Mardi Gras day. And when he got home tonight, he was going to sleep because he's got work tomorrow. That's where Harper's at. Okay. Well, we'll miss him. Uh, we already do. Uh, and, um, I mean, he didn't watch this episode. We're about to recover, you know, so I think we flipped and dove our way through the first part of this. We'll probably be all right after that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it won't be any Kenny's key West moments, but you know, what can you do? You can't have those every week where they get worn out. We can't make him show up for work. (laughs) I'm still amazed eight years in almost nine. No, nearly nine years in. We have a Kenny, the, the Kenny Key West rant happens. It's amazing. It, it truly goes, it's, that's one of the key, there's probably three or four key reasons that we continue to do this show. One is, it's an escape. We get to talk, hang out with your buddies and talk wrestling. And that's, no, we, nobody gets to do enough of that. The second thing is, is that we realize that a lot of you, we're, part of your routine and you know we've read the 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 correspondence of you know how this show helps people get through tough times and us included Boy, no but there's also the idea that i never know what's coming next with harper and what kind of like he could he could tell you he's been to he's like homer simpson like i went to space <laughs> one time and you'd be like, no. And then he <laughs> would tell you how he went to space. Oh, man. So we miss him, but, we, you know, I think he would rather be with us tonight. And he'll be back next week. Here's my question. He so did not sound excited. To- no, no, no. I, I wouldn't think that he was. But here's my question about that, because I've never been. I don't know how this works. So they camp down front to get these seats. Spot, more or less spot, not necessarily a seat. Okay, that yeah, fair enough, fair enough. They they got them. They got them a front row spot. And and you're you're kicking it right. You're you're partying because that's what this is. Yes. How do you get up and go to the bathroom? So, I mean, Darren, he was going to be on what's called Veterans Boulevard. So there are local businesses around there that I'm sure he was going to utilize that for. Or there may be a porta potty or two. The thing I is, I mean, like you got you. I would imagine it's packed. You got to punch your way through all those people and then get back to your spot. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're not, it's not like you're missing anything when you step away from it. It's not that I'm missing anything. I got to excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me through the crowd. I don't know if it's that dense in Metairie, like of a crowd. Okay. I I don't think it's, I don't think it's like. So I'm thinking about New Orleans stuff. My whole point is like, I started drinking, man. I got to go to the bathroom about once per drink. Dude, I couldn't do it. Like, not at the age I'm at now. Like, I, I, I complain and say I want to go. 
to Mardi Gras because I haven't been in a long time. But I, I, I just the whole bathroom situation. Yeah, that one. Bro, I need I don't Harper know. to like go and just face Thomas so that I can feel like I'm there, but I'm here. Uh, you got a? Well, it's his girlfriend's picture. I'll, I'll send it to you in a second. Uh-oh. He took a picture. Wait, she's Hawking. not. She's not getting beads, is she? No, he's but he's got this bitch. <laughs> he looks like a fucking idiot. Jesus. <laughs> well, picture. Oh my god! Okay. I sent you. I just sent a, you another one. We needed to talk about, but yeah, yeah he's, it's, he's it's at Mardi Gras having a good time. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so the first one is is the 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 Travis Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid, and D Man is Kelsey, and we're. Andy Reid, and he's saying, "Talk about Bruno. Talk about JYD." That's um Matt what? Wilson created that one of our longtime. Thank you, pictures. Matt. <laughs> oh my! And then there's that picture of Hopper. But anyway, uh, so that's so where Hopper's at today, getting drunk on on vets and Metairie. He's repping those Pellies too. Okay, so you could make it through there and get yourself about to a bathroom. Okay. That makes some sense, but otherwise, I was gonna be like, "Look, I'm just gonna sit here and fill up a jug." Well, you cut me off. What I was about to say was, it's really not a problem for men. Women, I know. I don't know how they do it because, like, they ain't gonna use a porta potty because you got dudes in there drunk, pissing all over the walls of everything. I mean, they can't, you know, aim straight for nothing. It's like. A woman better go find a business <laughs> with a legitimate bathroom. Anyway, a legitimate probably a little bit too much bathroom. porta potty talk. Oh boy! All right, uh, let me share my screen, Doc. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about JYD. Let's talk about Bruno. Before we get into it, we just want to remind everyone we did cover Clash Clash Twenty couple weeks ago on our patreon page at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt that's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt hopper was with us it was a really really fun episode lots of great stuff happened at the clash had a great time and i think you would enjoy it too that clash along with the previous 19 others we've covered one through 20 is available on patreon plus all of the wcw pay-per-views up through 92 where we're at so far have been covered on patreon the nwa power shows the world-class shows and what else is there the ecw shows are hey, all available on you. patreon tinyurl.com slash patreon btt as i'm so rudely interrupted yes doc shut up did you and lance start over on world class uh, we did not start over. What happened was we got through the end of 88 for what's on the network. And Lance and I never covered 82. We started in 83. Because if you remember, me, you, and Harper did the end of November and December of 82 when the feud ignited. So we did when the Freebirds came in and uh, when the cage door was slammed on Carrie's head. So Lance and I never really did all that. So we went back to the beginning of 82 to do that, to cover that. Okay. Then what happens? Oh, we got tons of like world-class memory stuff to review. There's, there's all kinds of stuff we can do on world-class. We're we're barely scratching the surface. What about that Chris Adams documentary with the stripper? That's all. We kind of talked about that. Me and you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Chris Adams going to be on Dark Side of the Ring, bro. Bro, I got an email about that. About this is I never told you this after we covered that. And this I got to be careful here. Uh-oh. This person who claimed to be a relative of Chris's ripping okay. us a new one. Wait, ripping wait, us a new one about our review of that. We don't know the story. We were listening and watching propaganda. And if and if I want the true story, they left their phone number. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I was reviewing what was in front of me. No, I'm not calling you. Yes. Just thought I'd tell you that. I, do you know what it takes for me to dial someone up that I know? It's got to be an emergency, dude. Like, I have a <laughs> feeling that when the few times that I call you in the last four or five years, you're like, oh, shit, something must really be happening. I bad. say that all the time when somebody calls me that even if it's somebody close to me, I'm like, oh, I hope everything's Uh-oh. OK. Right. <laughs> So if you think I'm gonna, you think I'm an idiot, and you want me to call you, <laughs> you better be my wife, because otherwise it's not gonna happen. Right. Exactly. Um, here's the thing. You know what that tells me though? This show knows how to get heat. We weren't even saying anything crazy during that. We were know, just talking but, about but how we always get like, we always get people like, why are y'all talking about it like it's real or? Y'all don't know, or let me talk to you, bruh. No. <laughs> if you want to know the real story, have me on the show. Well, excuse me, who are you again? <laughs> I'm comfortable not knowing the real story then. <laughs> I'm going to continue to live in ignorance, apparently. <laughs> I mean, there I'm are some good. things I do want to know, but like when you come at me and attack me on something, I'm like, that's not going to really make me want to talk to you. Right. I'll just yeah, mute I, I you and I move along. I understand the, the approach there was, was a little awkward. Uh, you, you insulted all of us on the way in, and uh, now we don't want to deal with you. You don't know, Chris. Actually, I did know him. That's right. He kicked your <laughs> fucking head off one time. I get it. <laughs> I, I've seen him in action in a barroom in a fight. I, I kind of do know him. <laughs> New. Yeah, and that's one thing that I let me let me go to bat for you here. You're pretty like I've seen you toss back some eggnog before, but you're also pretty serious about not not letting things get too uh, out of control in public. And so I would say that your account of that is probably best to be believed because of the way you handle yourself in a public setting when alcohol is involved. The only time you see me talk crazy is if I'm around family and I'm drunk. Other than that. I'm what very about well X-rated? Nah, nah. This is different. I'm in public, man. Okay. I'm not trying to... And believe me, um, I'm not as drunk as you think I am at X-rated because I got to have my faculties about me because... You never know I'm when one of those army members is going to try to stick you in the side with a shiv. Bruh, no. You never know when something really could pop off when you're in public. Like what? Anything. Anything. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're a cautious fella. So I'm going to take your word about what it's like to be in a drink in a water in hole 
with old Christopher Adams. Here's the thing, man. Chris Adams was one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid, but I, I'm not trying to do GHB with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, All right. Boy. Well, let's talk about this wrestling, man, so I can go live my life somewhere else tonight. Oh, shoot. Hold up. Here we go. Jesus. No, nah, the, the video didn't start. All right. So we are talking September 12th of 1992 here tonight, Doc. And this week's episode was taped September 8th of 92. It's a, it's the first half of the taping that took place that day. <laughs> As the show kicks off, we see Michael Hayes in his collared T-shirt with a tie on with the short sleeves. From last week when uh, Eaton and Anderson uh, were, were battling the Steiners and defeated the Steiners. And then Jim Ross is going to welcome us in. Teddy Long is with JR again. And Teddy has a bright yellow suit jacket on, like a Hall of Fame jacket. Actually, it's brighter than a Hall of Fame jacket for, the, for football. And uh, he tells us about his community outreach that he's doing and whatnot. And uh, I kind of like Teddy in this role. Anyway, let me go to you, Doc. Anything from the says- opening? Yeah, when he says the homies, does that include me too or just you? <laughs> he's he's I, I can't answer that, man. <laughs> why why do you do that? <laughs> he looks like an overripe banana. That jacket is way too big and way too yellow. It is huge. But anyway, uh, any th- any other thoughts on this before we continue? I want to know if I'm excluded or included from this discussion based on what a homie is in 1992. I think he's talking about all the brothers in Atlanta. Then I don't want to hear about this. Okay. See, you're an asshole. You didn't want the answer. So one of the themes of this week's episode is there is a ton of interviews, which is not a bad thing. I'm just laying it out there. So, as we can get I started, something? Whoa, whoa, whoa. can I mention something? Is you've got this uh, on this camera shot of Jim Ross? Yes. What's the red and white background? And it to me, it looks like a territory wrestling background, but there ain't no. I mean, I hate to sound like Harper here, marketing Harper, but there ain't no signage. There's nothing on it. What are we doing? I can't answer that question. Somebody okay. out there that listens to this, I want you to send an email to docturner at gmail.com. If you have the okay, answer yeah, to how they've We have decorated. a 24-hour monitoring service on all incoming uh, traffic. Idiot. Let's go to the Steiner brothers who are going to cut a promo. And again, plenty of promos on this week's episode. Some of them are good. Some of them are terrible. We're going to listen to them, though. Here's the first one. Scott making their way here to our interview area. It's always a pleasure to see the Steiner brothers here. And gentlemen, last week here on the program, a lot of people say it was an upset. I know you guys have got one thing in your mind, and that's to take on Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby Eaton one more time right here on TV. Well, you know, Jim Ross, me and my brother know good Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson, Arne, just like all these people out here. They're two of the greatest wrestlers to step in the ring. But you see, me and my brother have one goal, one common purpose, and that's to be World Tag Team Champions once again. Well, to be able to wrestle for those belts, you got to be number one contender. So, Bobby and Arn, you guys are standing in our way. Next time we step in the ring, we're going to prove to you that we're just a little bit better. You know, pretty good interview, eh? You know, Arn Eaton, Anderson, you guys had a lot of things to prove. Me and my brother, we got one thing to prove. We want to be U.S. champions. Tonight here on TV. 
We're gonna take you on. We want to finish this once and for all. Anderson, Eaton, me and my brother are ready. We got one thing standing our way. That's you too. We get done with you. We're going to the top for those WCW World Tag Team Battles. All right, those uh, off the ball remarks from Rick Stein and his brother Scott. Let's go up to Rebar Jones. He popped JR at first when he said, that was a pretty good interview, huh, JR? Are they drunk? I mean, Rick Steiner's always like that. You must be talking about Scott. I don't know, man. That was weird. And they got the the TV taping messed up, so they were talking about taking them on tonight when it's going to be next week. It was fine. I don't think it was. It wasn't very good. And I love the Steiners. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that Come good. On. Okay. All right. I won't argue with you. I mean, it wasn't Sting, but shit. Well, there only you go. Sting we got to take a, sh- only we gotta sting, take only a shot at Sting. Only Sting can be Sting. We got to take a shot at Sting. We can't, we can't do it without taking a shot at Sting. All right. Well, after their promo, we do go to the first match. It is Steve Austin versus Chris Sullivan. Rather quick one. Very quick at that. Doc, any thoughts from this? Dude, go back to his entrance, please. When he's walking in, like through the dude, curtain? Austin looks jacked. He's got that freaking hot stuff on that he used to talk about on his show years ago. That that uh um, that that stuff bodybuilders put on. He's got. I think that's what he's got on him. It's, it's stuff smells like Ben Gay. Um, he looks he, like he does forty five million dollars right there. Yeah, he looks good. He's he's and looks. I mean, he looks great. He's in great shape. Yeah. And then, yeah, he squashed this guy. So that's all I got. Yeah, he basically. I mean, just, I don't generally notice differences in dudes' appearances that are wearing their undies. He looks like a million dollars. Now he's never looked bad here. He must be on a really special cycle. I'm telling you, he's got that hot stuff on. That's the stuff those guys were wearing in the Did 90s. Did he go No, it literally was called hot stuff, and it it had this. So it was it like, Gilbert? It would like you'd put it on. You know what I'm talking about, right? I knew icy had, hot. Nah, this stuff was literally called hot stuff. Hot stuff. It would you would spray it on, and it would literally almost. <sighs> It would like literally heat your skin up. You could, it, I mean, if you were dieted down and look good like Austin, it would bring your veins out. But it would literally, like, it was. It smelled like Bengay to me, just like Bengay. But it would, it it felt like fire on your skin when you put that shit on. Um, so you and jerked, I swear so you got jerked off with it, right? I, that would be Javorski. He that would be something he would do because he's an idiot. Yeah. Wait insert right, the on, listeners. Whatever. Austin hits the stun gun on Sullivan and we continue. We're gonna go to a promo after his match. Paulie looks like Grimace with this purple suit on. He's Jesus, with Austin and he there does. With JR. He looks like he's he's <laughs> about to try to steal my box of little chocolate chip cookies out on the playground at McDonald's. Here we go. 
Brothers, since the Clash of the Champions, you gentlemen have had one thing in your mind, that is regaining the television title. Let's give credit where credit is due, Ricky Steamboat. You are the greatest athlete in the history of TBS. You are the best wrestler in the history of TBS. You are the most awe-inspiring athlete ever to grace the Superstation, with the exception of one man, and that man is the former and future world's television champion, stunning Steve Austin. You know, my congratulations go out, Ross, to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for his recent win at the Clash of Champions, because he not only beat the world's greatest athlete, but he beat the man who has held the world television title longer than any man in the history of world championship wrestling. And you know, Ross, I can picture it right now, the scene in his house when he comes in the front door and he's got the TV title in the air and his kid runs up to him, jumping up and down, saying, oh, daddy, let me hold it. Daddy, let me hold it. Slobbering all over the carpet. His wife's in there burning the turkey pot pies. So everything's hunky-dory, Ross. Live it up, Steamboat. Laugh and smile and joke and do whatever you want to do. Because remember, I have held this title longer than any man has done before. I know what it takes to hold the title, Steamboat, and so I also know what it takes to get it back. And Ross, that's exactly what I'll do. Fans, there you hear from the former television champion, and we come back with your comments from Cowboy Bill Watts. It's next on TBS. He sounds like Stone Cold right Gee, there. Well, I, my problem is, is that we didn't think that was good enough then. What do you... Oh, you mean with him getting fired? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we don't think he's ever going to be a big star. Good enough. Yeah. Dude, I mean, he's talking I, about Steamboat's little kids slobbering and his wife making turkey pot pies. That was great. Nobody takes more abuse than Steamboat's family, though. Man, Steamboat's remember, family. Gets remember what Arn said? We used to leave the families out of it, right? Arnda, these wrestlers make stuff up in their minds over the years. They they have like a false memory of certain things. Not everything, obviously, but it kills me when I hear like, because I, I really like Arn a lot. And for him to say, you know, I've heard him. I mean, he's Doc's not kidding. He's made that exact statement on his show where he's like, you know, and I don't remember the promo that he was talking about, but he was like, uh, they were talking about, about I guess, his family. He's like, you know, in wrestling, you leave families out of it. And I'm like, you watch all these promos from this era or even in the 80s when Arn went after Ole's kid. I mean, no, they didn't leave families out of it. That oftentimes was some of the greatest things they did. So I don't know why they say I don't. So it's obvious that, that Stone Cold's in there. If they don't pair Paul Lee with Stone Cold, does, does Steve Austin go to ECW and figure out the Stone Cold gimmick? Well, here's the thing. Even if he's not being managed by Paul Heyman or Paulie Dangerously at this time, I, I think Heyman recognizes his greatness because they're at least in WCW together. So even if he wasn't his manager, they were there at the same time. He probably saw enough of him to think I can bring this, you know, when ECW comes a thing, he can bring him in. So I think, I think it still happens, but it's a fair question. Okay.
I mean, he doesn't need Paul E. talking for him right there, man. Like, no. he's... That... I don't get I'm it. Just I don't saying. get it how he's pulling that off in 92 and you're going, well, I mean, I don't know if he can talk. I mean, I just don't see a superstar in there. You know, I've never really listened to Bischoff, Bischoff's explanation. I think I did, and I just didn't commit it to memory because it made no sense to me. But I, I don't know how you look at this dude. I don't know how you looked at him ever in this era whether it's 91 or 92 now or 93 when he, he's, he's no big longer. he's blonde he's got natural ability as we just heard he can talk what's the problem he's got an it factor already he's not five well, foot eight right what is it i mean look if if and again somebody's gonna message me this and they'll they'll tell me what Bischoff said, but I'm like, is it, if it's a like the only explanation I can see, and I'm not giving this a pass, but the only thing I can see is, oh, cost cutting measure. Well, at least that's a reason. It ain't a good reason, but it's a reason because although you may not agree on the cost cutting measure, you saying, well, you could have cut a lot more than that. If somebody were to say it was a cost cutting measure, that's at least a reason. But if someone were to say, I just didn't see the talent. He couldn't cut promos. He didn't have any charisma. If those are your reasons, nah, you just don't know what the hell you're talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, speaking of that, let's go to somebody who cuts a promo that's full of a bunch of just shit. I'm not even going to say who it is. I'm just going to hit play. My boy, Bill Watts, the vice president of wrestling operations for World Championship Wrestling. And Bill, what are your thoughts regarding not only the clash of champions, but the, the voting of the fans on the off-the-top rope rule? And, of course, I'm sure all the fans are anxious to hear what the status is of the upcoming light heavyweight tournament. Well, you've asked three things there. First of all, in the clash, I was very excited because that's a prime-time live broadcast, and the ratings were fabulous. It jumped over a rating point. That's heavy competition. That means the fans are interested in WCW, and we want to thank everybody that tuned in. It was sure great to see the stars from the past, the future stars of the present. I really enjoyed the evening. The vote, the 900 number vote, that was a way to let the fans voice their opinion. And we're sensitive to that. We wanted a consensus, and we've got it. Now, what we've done is, with the light heavyweight championship, which was a heart-rending situation with Bob there and his son Brad, and then the thing that happened with uh, Flying Brian, but we are going to set a tournament. We'll announce the, the details or more details about that tournament in two weeks. However, for the fans that voted against the top rope rule, when we have the light heavyweight tournament on that date, the top rope rule will be rescinded in the light heavyweight division. And we are studying it as far as the heavyweight division. But what? it's still in effect until the tournament and then the light heavyweight division, the top rope rule will be rescinded. And we want to thank everybody that took the time to tune in. And then we want to really thank the people that took the time to vote. Because that's what it's all about. The fans are number one. And I want to thank them. Bill, thank you very much. And we'll, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, talk more about that situation as the hour progresses. We're going to see two top light heavyweights in action right now. Let's go back up to rhubarb. You want you want to have at this before I rip it to shreds? What an asshole! 
86% of the people said your rule sucks and you're going to go study it. Boy, that's a corporate response if there ever was one. Listen, <laughs> asshole, nobody wants to see your 1958 wrestling. You hear the cheers when he said they were sending it. And then he's like, the fans are number one. We're just not going to listen to you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so that pissed, that okay. pissed me off. I'm not going to lie. That made me angry. Okay, you get, before I jump in, I want you to get it all out, everything you got to say. I think I'm that. good. I feel like you know, when Harper gets mad at something for no reason, I kind of feel like that right now. So he once again announces the light heavyweight tournament that we already knew about. And then, like you said, he talks about the no top rope rule for the tournament, but there will be a top rope rule for everyone else. And the next thing that pisses me off this whole thing is they're going to have a tournament for the light heavyweight title because Brad could not continue wrestling. Mm-hmm. Doc, who's the next match that we're about he, to my do My next right note here? is he must have healed up quick. So Scotty Flamingo and Brad Armstrong are in the ring now wrestling. The only, the and, reason we're having a light, the reason we're having a light heavyweight title is because Brad could not mm. continue wrestling because of the knee injury or the injury he suffered. Right. Well, Brad is now wrestling in the next match against Scotty Flamingo. Why do we need a tournament? And that's when it hit me. And I don't know if I've ever watched a shoot interview on this. I wonder, because remember, they never have this tournament. This tournament never happens. They, they're, this is the death of the light heavyweight title in 92. I wonder if that was just the excuse to cleanse the palate of the light heavyweight title and to annex it. Because it doesn't make sense. I because don't know Brad is fine. He's wrestling. So do you, so, okay. Do you think that BA maybe wasn't really hurt and he got a little extra cheese on his Whopper to go along with it? And do this? I don't know. I think he I think I think I, I wouldn't doubt that he was actually a little dinged up or maybe a little hurt. Okay. But it just makes me wonder like cuz it's I'm sure he, you know you could have you could be dinged up and miss a few weeks. It's, it happens in wrestling all. It, I mean it could happen in wrestling. It didn't cuz guys worked injured a lot back then. But I I just feel like it doesn't make sense. Brad's already back in the ring, and you're still talking about the tournament that's going to happen. Why did we strip Brad? The damn clash wasn't even that long ago. Ten days ago, probably. Right. Like, we're not even talking. We're talking two weeks ago. What are we doing? Why are we already stripping Brad? Like, it did. So the timeline of it makes no sense. Once and broke your own rule. Just break it again. Yeah. I like it, just doesn't. It doesn't that's, add that's up. That's his reverse toot toot award for me. Bruh, it makes no sense whatsoever. It screams Bill Watts just tyrant, make it up as I go type stuff. Which, by the way, I do get messages and DMs on Facebook about I'm being mean to Watts. I told you it was going to happen. So maybe it's a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy, but I told you people were going to come at me because I'm supposed to be the Mid-South guy who loves oh, yeah. Bill Watts in Mid-South, so I can't be critical of him in WCW in 92. 
So okay. I, I just wanted to tell you that. But this it just doesn't make sense. Oh, on top of that, Brad just defeated Scotty Flamingo in the match following Watts' announcement about the light heavyweight tournament. Yeah, this is actually a little bit of a surprise to me because it was quick, it was clean, and Raven lost. Uh, can you give me 11.58 in that match? Yes. Why could, nice but, Doc, can we answer the question was, real quick? Why can't why can't he just keep the title? I I I I share your your sentiments. All right, we're at eleven fifty eight right here with Flamingo and Armstrong. Let's see if I like this move. Oh the yeah, so Flamingo goes for a hip toss. Brad kind of. Doesn't take it and rolls through with an arm drag on Flamingo. It looked kinda, really good. It was like smooth. That. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's um, Brad Armstrong for you. So um, we get to the end of this thing, and Armstrong is like, hey, brother, 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 brother. I need you, Brian Pillman, brother, to come out, brother, so we can brother about this, brother. Do you want to uh, hear it? No, nah, because Pillman doesn't come out yet. Yeah. So the finish. I just told Brad, you what he said. He said, "Listen, brother, brother, brother." <laughs> so the finish. Brad catches Flamingo with a Russian leg sweep, and he defeats him. Brad does grab the mic after, and he calls out Pillman and says, "We got a problem. We need to settle it." Brad says, "Come on out. Let's do it face to face." And as Doc just said, Pillman doesn't come out. We go to commercial. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> dude. Bill Watts. That shit was shit. I'm sorry, Bruh, it's We call like, it right down the middle. Bill Watts has done more good for the wrestling in the, his life than bad, and he's done some awful things that we don't agree with. That was not good. It's terrible. It's terrible. Every, I mean, there was nothing about that. You know how we praised them for the Ron Simmons thing and what they the week that they told the story with Simmons winning the title. Like for for people who listen to this, think we're being critical of Bill Watts too much. Like, go back and listen to that because we praised him, praised him for how that was handled. It was great. 100%. This, that promo was so bad because. I tell you you when Sting cuts good promos, don't I? You do, which rarely happens. Right, but but I'm I'm here for it when it does. And the point is, we're trying to call this as we see it in the moment without, I'm not. I didn't log on tonight going, I can't wait to kick Bill Watts in the nuts. But when I realized that that was the next segment, I was like, man, that was bullshit. It was so bad because, one, the light heavyweight title tournament. better. Yeah. And then the no top rule for the tournament that's never going to happen. Now, in fairness, if you're watching this in 92, you you don't know that that's not going to happen. But then it's like, oh, the next match, Brad Armstrong's fine. He's wrestling. I... Anyway, all right, Doc. Well, let's go to Rick Rude because he usually cuts good this promos. Is the, this is the opposite of shit. Here it is. Tonight, Jim Ross back with the United States Heavyweight Champion, ravishing Rick Rude, the number one contender for the world's heavyweight title. But we haven't had a chance to talk with you personally since your defeat at the hands of Masahiro Chono in the finals of the NWA tournament. What are your thoughts uh, looking back at that situation? My thoughts are this, Ross. I not only demand a return match for the NWA title, but I deserve a return match for the title. You're looking at a man who almost overcame the insurmountable odds. And I'm not talking about the the horrible case of jet lag I suffered on the way to Tokyo 
the horrible food or the cramped living conditions. I'm not even talking about the capacity crowd that jammed the Sumo Palace every night to pull against ravishing Rick Rude. On that particular night, there wasn't a person in the country of Japan or the world who could stop ravishing Rick Rude except one man. And that man's name was not Chono, it was Hattori, the referee who forgot to count three when I had Chono beat. It sounds like that sour grapes to me. It might sound like sour grapes, Ross, but the tape speaks for itself. There was some very controversial moments in that contest, but tomorrow here on the main event, we're going to see your semifinal matchup against Kensuke Sasaki, one of the great young stars in Tokyo. That's right. Sasaki is probably the greatest young star in Japan today. But you see, on five successive nights, I faced and defeated all the top competitors in the world. The only man in the tournament who didn't draw a bye on the way to the finals. Sasaki's problem was he was one of my victims. We'll see that matchup tomorrow on the main event, but I have to wonder, are you going to lobby with WCW officials about this rematch? You better believe it, Ross. It's like this. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We're not going to let the same things happen again. Deuce and I are pushing pretty hard for a few stipulations. Not to put the ball in our court or to put the odds in our favor just to make everything on the up and up. Because if everything's on an even keel, there's not a man in the world today that can beat Ravishing Rick Rude. Fans, there you hear it from the United States Heavyweight Champion Ravishing Rick Rude, and we'll have more of WCW Saturday Night right after this timeout. Um, Rick Rude is great right there. Doc, what did you think? That's what a fucking star looks like and sounds like in 1992. He looks like a million bucks. He sounds like a million bucks. He's a star standing there. He is somebody. He laid out all his case for why he's getting screwed, so it's great heel work. He and Deuce are just trying to even the odds. He told you I had to go over there and deal with bullshit. Yeah. That's how it's done. I mean, ABC, one, two, three. I mean, he did the perfect thing. I mean, he's questioned about losing that final match in the NWA tournament, and he's demanding a rematch, and he blames the referee like a, any great heel should do. And gonna, says, it's just we don't get to see the tape. How am I going to disprove it? Well, they showed the tape. Was it at the Clash when we got to see no, it? They, yeah, but where's Marecci at? I need to see that tape. Well, you need the whole thing? Yeah, I need to we see saw what the, they We did. saw the they finish right at the now. clash. That that was all that mattered. They cut it from this copy. And if you probably could hear it if you're watching it or if you're listening to it and if you're watching it on Patreon with us, you can see how they he would mention as they, you know, cut to the footage and then they cut the footage out and then just got back to the promo. They did that a couple of times in this. My last note was that's an interview, pal. Yeah, it was great. I mean, he's he's a star. Like there's no other way to put it and just like a great heel, blaming the referee. Look, the tape speaks for itself. Even if the, even even when the tape doesn't speak for itself, a heel is always going to gonna deny it. What yeah. does that have to do with a damn thing? Exactly. That's what makes you a heel. All right. So continuing along, the next match we go to is Shane Douglas versus the Super Invader. And Jim Ross says, yes, Shane Douglas is back in WCW. He's got a tough task ahead of him today, being outweighed by 50 pounds uh, with the Super Invader. Doc, they don't wrestle for very long. I'll go to you and you share your thoughts on the franchise here. Well, got the fucking music. Got the fucking music. 
Dude, you could see through the the mask when Super Invader comes out. And I guess since Super Invader's about to eat a pen, we don't send Harley out there. <laughs> Who are you talking about, Herc? Yeah. What do you what do you what do you fucking what do you fucking know him? Is it Ray? I mean, what do you go to high school with this guy? You go to high school with him? Um <laughs> Also, is that a Japanese bandana flag that he's wearing? I think so. Because he's from Thailand. Those aren't the same things. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Bruh. <laughs> most, I don't say most, that's insulting. A lot of people didn't realize that watching it in 92. What, it percentage, was like, of our, what percentage of our audience would know it today? Most. Okay. Good job. Everybody's audience. more woke now. No, but it's that. like when we were watching back in the day. When the New Zealand sheep herders, like we we thought of them as the evil heels. Well, I don't know what they're like doing they, over there, but fuck those guys. Right. They was New Zealand. There was nothing menacing about that country. So yeah. Okay. Oh. Um I you you know this and, and I say it, I'll say it again for the new listeners. Douglas's franchise character in ECW was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. You need a anybody who's not a patron. Last summer, Doc and I cut several episodes on a on a one of our off days from work. Cut like four or five in one night. And one of the episodes was on that four way match in ECW for the was it TV title at the time, Doc. Oh no, you hated it, and you made me mad, and I got drunk, and it all fell apart. <laughs> anyway, it was a really really fun episode. Doc was gone. He was blitzed, and. Doc shared his love for Shane Douglas that night in that episode. It was a lot of fun, though, even though I made you mad. <laughs> he did, but I was too drunk to defend myself, so I didn't know what we to do. We were talking about the dude wearing the Cowboys jersey in the in the audience. It was 21, and I'm on an Emmett Smith rant, and like 30 minutes later it hits you. You're like, wait, that's 21, not 22. <laughs> oh, what an episode that was. Okay, yeah. Doc. Then we went and listened Douglas? to some Soundgarden, didn't we? Any Yes. Any other thoughts on Douglas defeating the Super Invader with a belly-to-belly, so Magnum's move? It's a big win for him. I mean, he was outweighed there, and it was quick. Yeah, it's it's a big win because he co- it's him winning. Uh, he's not debuting, but he's returning, and he you know gets a big win. So, yeah. Uh, after his win. Are you, have does, you made up with him yet? Are y'all good? I haven't talked to him in a few years. Okay. I don't know if I'm just making sure everybody remembers when you and the franchise had beef. I got beef with a lot of wrestlers, don't I? Franchise, Tommy Rich, Chris Adams fans. Do. Why can't you why can't you get along in the locker room? <laughs> right. <laughs> You're anyway. a locker room cancer. Yeah, I'm a locker room cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh god the funny part is i was the furthest thing from that you want me to do what okay all right whatever i'd go i'd go along with it like okay sure sure thing chief uh douglas cuts a meat and potatoes promo he's fired up he's happy to be back we're the best star he says doc any thoughts no it was pretty bad but uh it, it made me think of the franchise and how great he was in that role 
I didn't think it was bad. It's just meat and potatoes, baby face, fired up promo. Yeah, I hate those. Okay. Uh, the next promo is Cactus Jack and Barbarian, and Cactus tells Ron Simmons to put down the posing oil and find the guts to sign against Barbarian or Butch Reed. Did you have anything from that? Um, it was okay. Like you said, it wasn't like best thing I'd ever heard, but you know. I like Cactus telling Ron Simmons to put down the posing oil. That was a little funny, but I mean, I don't see them as legitimate threats to Ron Simmons when we have Vader and Rick Rude running around. Yeah, that's one of the that's what Arn was saying. The the pivot to like a feud with Barbarian and Ron Simmons just didn't make sense because you've got Vader and Rude, and it's like Jake Roberts. It's I mean, well, Jake's tied up with Sting, but yeah. it just didn't make like. And it's it sounds bad because it sounds like you're poo pooing on Barbarian there when he is a legitimate wrestler. It's just not. He's just not on the Vader Rude level. At that point. Right. Who is? So, Those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So from there, we go to Barbarian versus Ricky Nelson. And Cactus joins JR on commentary. And he says, we're changing Ricky Nelson's name to Ron. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Cactus is funny. Anyway, Doc, any thoughts on this? Match right 23 here. 23.35, and I need a ruling on the cameraman's bullshit. 23.35, okay. Are you sure? Because 23.30, they're still promoing. Okay. I'm going to freeze it at 35. Okay. What is wrong with you? How old is that young lady? 16 maybe 17 so it's not me i'm talking about don't cancel me what are we doing leave that girl alone well she's just booing i mean it's not like mm-hmm. you know better than that she was just booing i i don't know like i'm not okay trying to yeah now if i'm i don't want my 16 year old daughter running around just like a hoochie like her I mean, I got a 16-year-old daughter. Let me tell you something, man. Boy, uh, raising a daughter is odd. It's very odd. Because you want them to come to you for advice about boys, but you also are like, God, I don't want to hear this. It's a very odd thing is the best way to describe it. And, And every... Body who's raised teenagers and has 20 plus year old daughters and 30 plus year old daughters tell me, yep, that, that's about right. One of my, my buddy, uh, my cousin that I remember we were recording that night, Reggie, his daughter is, uh, she's actually got a year or two more medical school and you know, she's in her mid twenties and I'm like, he's like, yeah, man, I'm telling you. You want them to talk to you. That's all I'll say. You want them. You don't want to find out anything by surprise. I'm like, all right, yep, I hear you. So it's a, uh, it's hard times, baby, raising a daughter. You're gonna see. Thanks. You got many years I, to go. I'm, though. I'm 100 aware. Yeah. All right. Uh, Barbarian is gonna win this one with his big boot pretty quickly. But what do you have from this one? Nelson tried, but come on. 
Yeah, he and he was he's a short little fella too, man. He's a little fella. Yeah, I mean he's not short like half pint or nothing, but he's he's short. All right, so we'll continue. Um from there we go to a replay of the clash, a video package that we discussed about the spin the wheel, make the we make the deal segment. If you make me Halloween watch Havoc. that again, I quit. No, no, I'm not gonna do that to you. All I'm gonna say is we reviewed this, I'm gonna call it a skit on the clash for spin the wheel, make the deal. And if you're not a patron, it is worth it to become one to listen to Hopper discuss that. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We don't do ads on this show. We don't, we've never really run ads. Uh, so if you appreciate the fact that we don't run ads, I'm telling you, become a patron so you can hear Hopper break that down and me and Doc as well. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, from there, we're going to go to a quick promo from Scotty Flamingo. And Flamingo blames the ref for a fast count in the match he lost a little while ago during this episode. And he claims he kicked out on two. It was a super quick promo. But Flamingo says, I'm going to stick around with you, JR, on commentary for this upcoming match. Did you have thoughts? It wasn't great, so no. Yeah, I, again, I, I, mean, I love I Raven is another one of my favorite character wrestling characters. So it's just weird seeing these guys. But it's all right. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't hurt my feelings or anything. It's just it wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't all that. Uh, from there, we're going to go to Pillman versus Buff Bagwell. Actually, he's still Marcus Bagwell at this time. Again, Raven is on commentary. Raven said, Bullet Bob was slapping and kicking Brad at the Clash, telling him to have some guts and go defend the title, but it didn't work, which I thought was great because Brad, even though we know that didn't happen, Flamingo's got to be a heel and saying that. And I just thought that was good on Flamingo there, a.k.a. Raven. Would you go to high school with him? I thought that was Scotty. Good. Anyway, Scott Levy. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> you know, when you do, when we do that, believe it or not, we confuse people. When we use this like moves, legit. This show moves fast. I mean, we've been doing this for 10 years and we're not even sure with which ethnicity you are yet. So, Brad, there's, so you know, our pilot, our uh, uh, David Chauvin, who's our pilot, he's a patron and he's, he's given us literally uh, advice during those dark side of the ring episodes or tales from the territories when these plane ride discussions come up and he's, he's literally kind of told us what's possible and what's not possible. Whenever he comments on Patreon, the episodes, he calls these wrestlers by their first and last name. I love it. It is it's hilarious. Cause, cause it goes along with the bit that, you know, we're kind of doing, would you go to high school with him? Anyway, Continuing along. Uh, what do you have from Bagwell versus Pillman here? 3550. 35.50. I think I got the same thing. We got a nice little Yes, I do. Here. Well, this and this is coming up on the finish, too. So let's get to it. All right. Here we go. Bagwell is going to go over the top rope onto the floor. I feel like and that's it's because more difficult than he made it look. Well, so what's difficult about it is Pillman's on the inside of the ring and he's got to sit on the top rope before he pulls it off. Right. And then, so Bagwell's kind of holding, supporting that top rope. And then Bagwell, it's really all on Bagwell. It looks like Pillman's pulling him over to the outside, but it's really on Bagwell to just jump, push down on the top rope and then go flying out, which is what he does well. Okay. 
Yeah, it was good. It's slick. Not it's not as hard as you think it is though. What they did just there. I mean, it'd be hard for me at almost fifty to do that, but you know, for a young mid twenties dude, that's nothing. Okay, thank you. Now, what I had was the punt to the head right there. Uh, when yeah. Bagwell rolls in, Pillman goes straight loose cannon and punts this dude in the oh. head. He hit him, too. Look at that. Oh, that was a shoot kick. Dude, he pointed him in the top of the head. Look. Oh, Shit. my God. How thick is a boot? Because I'm thinking you could break your foot like that. It And it's not a work because... You see Bagwell's head. There's no way for him to shake his head the way it took that. But he kicks him right in the top of the head, and then he pins him. It looked pretty bad. Yeah. So then after the match, Brad comes to the ring. How about we listen to this? All right, brother. So Brad is now confronting Pillman, who slapped him at the clash. Here it is. cleared fella now i know the clash of champions you're a little uh, not not too clear-headed okay and i'll give you the benefit of the doubt and i'm gonna say i'm gonna give you this opportunity i'm gonna say brian brother put her there we can clear the air right now oh my government slapped him again and is laughing in his face armstrong is trying to You know, we might have been mad at Watts and how he's treated this light heavyweight title situation, top rope rule stuff. But that was a pretty good little segment right there at the end Here's right the there thing. between those guys. This made me more mad at him because the people were into this shit. Yeah, I mean, you hear him there. They're 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 on fire, that was good. dude. Yeah. Don't tell <sighs> me these little munchkins can't draw. They're fine. Bro, you know the thing is like in a perfect world, Brad just keeps the title. Pillman comes out there and says he can still slap him at the clash. And just like, you know, you, you freaking pump, you gimp. I can't believe you. I can't believe you're be such a coward. Still slaps him, but he keeps the title. And then you just roll right into some Saturday night episodes with them working a program where Brad's the champion. Pre- premeditated murder of a wrestling division it just it I, I like i mean they didn't have to strip him of the belt they did just for a tournament that's never going to happen but i get it watts seems like he just wanted to kill the division or kill sure. the title anyway all right from there doc we got to discuss this next segment dustin rhodes and someone else. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to hit play. Crowd here still buzzing with what we saw involving those four light heavyweights, but it's always a pleasure to talk to the natural Dustin Rhodes. And Dustin, I know that you and Barry Wyndham have 
had great success in, in tag team wrestling. What are your future plans as far as tag teams are concerned? Well, I've known Barry Wyndham a long time, but we work pretty good together. I've known him all my life, and he's taught me a whole lot in my professional wrestling career. And what we would like right now more than anything is to be the World Tag Team Champions. And that day will come. We're ready. I think Barry's ready. I know we're ready. So when that day comes, whoever's the champions better watch out. Right now, of course, that's Dr. Ness, Dave Williams, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. But looking at your individual career, what's on your mind as far as individual goals? Well, a lot of people want to conquer the world. I myself don't want to conquer the world just yet. I want to take each day step by step. And that step is around Ravishing Rick Rude's waist. That's the United States heavyweight title and belt. Ravishing Rick Rude, right now, I'm going to go on record. I want your United States heavyweight title around my waist, and I'm initiating a challenge to you. It's very simple, Ravishing Rick Rude. I think I'm ready. I know I'm ready. I know my father thinks I'm ready. I know these fans know that I'm ready. And Ravishing Rick Rude, I'm challenging you right now. United States title. All right, Dustin, uh, I know you're ready as well, no doubt about that. We saw on the monitor a young man that's been training a great deal, a young man that was your host when you were on a recruiting trip at the University of Louisville, Eric Watts. How's his training going? Well, Eric's been training real hard. You know, I've worked with him. Barry's worked with him. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He's doing real good. Hey, Eric, why don't you come on down here? Hello. Eric Watts over there in the uh, stands. Let's see if we can get him over here, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't had the opportunity here on WCW Saturday night to talk to Eric. Of course, the son of Cowboy Bill Watts, former quarterback for the University of Louisville. Well, Louisville tried it one more time against Ohio State. They came real close. I know you remember that game last year, but let's don't talk about football. Let's talk about how your training is going in wrestling. Well, this, being the most demanding sport I've ever played in, I've had to train double tough, but with people like Dustin, Barry Windham, and Steamboat, you know, my training's coming ahead of its time, and I'm ready to get in there, and like my father said, let's hook them up, you know? Aren't we taking up some valuable TV time? Well, it's, it's pretty valuable, <laughs> Dustin. But Rook, let's get out of here. All right, he's taking the Rook with him, ladies and gentlemen. Dustin Rhodes and Eric Watts for the Outstanding Young Stars. We look forward to Eric's debut right here on the broadcast in the next few weeks, but right now, let's go back up to our good friend, Rhubarb Jones. That wasn't as bad as what it's going to be, but thoughts, Doc? Uh, nepotism higher, right? Man. I tell how you what. That, how does that go over in the locker room when nobody's paying attention and the boys start talking about that? Not good at all. Not good at all. This G- I'm, it's out, one of I'm those. out here learning my craft and and because like Dustin is not a nepotism hire. Brad Armstrong's not a nepotism hire. Right? No, not in the least bit. Right. Uh, and here's something else to think about, Doc. When was the first time you saw Dustin on Saturday night? It's been a couple of years here? ago. I'm trying to remember if it was 87 or 88. I'm drawing a blank. I think it was 88 now that you say that, but I could, you know, whatever. I could be wrong. I don't give a shit that much. Well, my point is, let's say it's 88. Okay. That's four years ago. Dustin has been a champion, but it wasn't like he came in and was a champion. Not not that what wrong way to put it. It wasn't like Dustin came in and got a push. 
Okay, because I don't know what's about to happen, so you're telling me something I, I'm not aware of. Well, I'm not trying to say – I don't want to give anything away. I'm not trying to say Watts is going to be like a champion overnight or anything like that. Okay. But if you were to compare Dustin to Watt, to Eric Watts, Dustin comes in and he's not like pushed. At least it never felt that way to me. And we've reviewed those shows. Do you Whereas, think that at any point during the push, Eric Watts told some gentleman wrestler, my daddy said, you got to lose to me. I, I, I don't want to say that about Eric Watts because okay. I don't, I don't know if that happened. And, and I'm going to say this a few times when we talk about Watts with Eric Watts. I feel bad for him because he's, he's in a no he's win position. In, he's in a no win position. He's put in this position by daddy and daddy. daddy. And if he would have done daddy. pin me, pay me. I don't know how well that goes over. It probably goes over better than the nepotism push, but my I don't think he's said, in a good, he he's just not in a good situation. He's not in a good situation at all. And the worst part about it is he's not good on the mic at all. And he's super duper, duper green in the ring. That's a like, bad combination. He's the thing is, the one thing he has is you'll see it. He He's a big son of a, he's a big son buck. I mean, the yeah. dude, he's got some size on him, but he ain't got nothing else. And it's just, bro, are they really doing that with this dude on TV? It. it so that wasn't the worst promo. Okay. It's going to be worse. Just All get right. ready, ready for the ride. Can't wait. That sounds awful. Now we go to Steamboat and Vinny Vegas. Doc, your thoughts on these two and the match. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say a couple of things. You know, I, I mean, I don't like, it's not like Sting, but I've never been a big fan in, of, of Nash. Right? Did you go to high school with him? I did, as a matter of well, fact. You, know, but you think you're fucking funny? You ain't fucking funny. I helped so him I get through to Spanish class. Essay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... But in our tradition of calling this all the way flat ass down the middle, I'm going to tell you this was better than I expected. It also wasn't very long. Well, that's a key. <laughs> Four minutes. <laughs> but I was trying to be positive, and you kept bringing it back to the negative. It wasn't bad, but it was one of those things where Vegas gets a couple of things in and He's actually looking like he's about to finish Steamboat, and Steamboat pushes him off into the corner, rolls him up, one, two, three. It was like Ricky escaped with a quick victory, and I was actually okay with it. I mean, we weren't expecting Vinny Vegas to win, so Steamboat retains his title. It, it was fine for what it was. Like, it wasn't, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm good. Uh, but nothing special. Nothing special. Anything, anything else? Uh, No. Did you have anything from Ron Simmons's promo? I have meat and potatoes. I didn't really was, have anything. Sorry. From it. it was very meat and potatoes, but I tell you what, it was good. And so he's, man, he's good in this role. And, and again, it's like, I feel like we have, 
more talent than we know what to do with when you've got Rude and Vader and Simmons. And if you want to say Sting and you got the talent, man. This roster, we've said it multiple times, it is loaded. Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Ron Simmons, uh, Vader, Rude, Dustin Rhodes, Steamboat, Austin. I mean, they have heavy hitters. From and and I'm enjoying the show. I just wish we could, uh, you know, make a little money and keep the thing afloat. But Simmons is good here. The I love the role of Simmons. I just I just love everything about him. He's comes out there. He's got the belt. He looks great with it. I mean, he 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 looks like a world champion. Like you don't look at him and go, that guy's not a world champion. Sometimes I wasn't. Wonder I if, never really spent any time, and let's just go ahead and say never spent any time in this era and saw him as the champ. I've been really impressed with him in this role. So seeing what you've seen with him as the world champion during this era, do you think he should have got a legitimate shot in WWE slash F? Of course. As the world champion? Don't you think he was in trouble from the minute he showed up once they found out Ron Simmons wasn't Honky Simmons? I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. How many black world champions have they had in, in, oh, in 1992 okay. I, I, I in WWE? Was. I'll never forget. I was watching the Monday Night Raw when, when he popped up with that Farouk Asad outfit on. Ridiculous I was like, helmet. I was like, that's Ron Simmons. And why the piss is he dressed like that? It was so terrible. Mm-hmm. So, think about how racist that was. Mm. Farouk Assad. That's that what I'm saying. Gimmick. He yeah. didn't stand a chance once Creative Services got a hold of him. The thing was, like he he battled through that. If of you think about he it, did. his talent and charisma and ability overcame that crap, which is a testament to him. All right, continuing along. Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton with Michael Hayes are, are taking on Kevin Neal and Robert Wallace. These uh, two guys had a funny look. Man, I'm going to go back a second because this is the, the last match. I want the intros. <laughs> they they look they look so, like something else, man. Uh, I was hoping that was the one thing I wanted Harper here for, to give his commentary on Neal and Wallace. I don't know. Yeah. How would you describe them, Doc? Um... Let's see. Let's show the. They're going to go to him in a second. I thought they did. We just watched it. Where? Here it is. Bruh, the guy on the right looks like he makes moonshine and eats roadkill. (laughs) And the guy on the left looks like if Buddy Landale lived next to a nuclear plant that had a meltdown. Yeah, that's about right. I get it. Yeah, that that'll work. <laughs> that guy on the right has eaten a squirrel in his life. Oh, m- many. Nutra rat and squirrel. Sauteed him in a pan. 
He's not from Louisiana, so he hasn't made squirrel gumbo, but he's probably made some squirrel stew before. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so what are your thoughts on this match? Very quick, the enhancement guys should have just laid down after being introduced. Um, but to me, the real the real fun comes in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. So the finish is a submission arm bar by Arn and Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton win relatively quickly. Michael Hayes does get on commentary for a second, and he he blows off the Steiners as being the number one contenders for the world tag belts, which would kind of make sense. I mean, they did lose recently to them. So anyway, there's that. Um, from there, we're going to go to a promo after the match that they win. And, um, Can I tell you something me... before they promo? Yeah, please. Um, two of these guys are 33 years old, and the other one's 34. Jesus. And Hayes looks the well, Arn looks the oldest, followed by Hayes. Hayes looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but that's we've had that talk before. All right, let's go to the promo. Uh here it is. Well, it's a mission victory. Obviously, your sights set on Williams and Gordy, but you better not forget about the Steiner brothers. The Steiners can forget it. It's over. We beat you last week. Enough said. Uh, that is Bill Watts booking one on one right there. Let's sure make it seem like the shit is about to hit the fan and it's breaking down. we're out we of time. Go. Yep, that's how you do it. Which I'm not opposed to that. Not either. Um, yeah, I'm not opposed to that. So good stuff. But that's how they go off air. Uh, Doc, any closing thoughts on how they ended that promo and segment? No, I thought that was fine. I thought it was good. And I always like it when Rick says, I can beat you. I can beat you. So he wasn't very good at the beginning, but I thought that redeemed it because he came out there and set it uh, set it off and, and got us out of, off of air in a good way. So I like it. So we're going to hand out the reverse toot toot and the toot toot award along with rate this week's episode. Before we do so, remember, you can become a patron and support this show and get tons of extra content, including the AI Jim Ross and AI Bill Watts episodes that have dropped pretty frequently on the Patreon. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT along with Clash of the Champions 20 that we did a few weeks ago. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Over 400 exclusive Patreon-only episodes are available there where we break down old-school professional wrestling. Doc, let's rate it. What are you going to rate this one? I thought this was a really good episode because it moved fast. We had somebody join the Fed tonight. There's a lot of action, a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts. I'm down with most of it, even though we bagged on Watts. Well, both Watts. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say, actually, though, an A-. minus. I think I'm in agreement with you. This this show kind of reminds me of 
the studio days in some ways. Yeah, there there were, so many promos, was interviews, and promos, and and some shit talking, and some some things. You know, it wasn't, just, and the matches were short, but they weren't bad. So, I, man, that's the recipe, is it not? Yeah, you won't hear an argument from me. So I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I'm going to go an A minus as well, which leaves the toot toot award. Who are you going to no, give your no, toot toot? No, no, no. It's the reverse toot toot because we. Have I'm two, sorry. Two Watts is is is. Okay, so you want to do the reverse toot toot first. So who who gets your reverse toot toot? I already know, but tell us. Well, I don't think we need to pick on Eric just yet. We have plenty of time for that. But I'm going to tell you, I, I that <laughs> that whole we're just going to ignore the top rope vote even though the fans hate it that that gets on my nerves so yeah so Bill watts gets yours of course b b watts so reverse toot toot also i'm going to give it to watts which leaves the actual toot toot i think it's tough because i have two really strong contenders okay uh, well let's hear who those guys are maybe ladies even i don't know so it's either Rude or Austin for me. And I really can't figure out who to give it to because I think they were both great. But I think I'm going to go Austin simply because, man, you just hear Stone Cold coming out before Stone Cold and he's talking about Bonnie, which made me laugh. And he just was on it. And he looks like a million bucks. So I got to go with Austin. Him calling out Steamboat. <laughs> sounding like, really, really sounding like a very, very young Stone Cold. Who are you going with? Well, I, I don't disagree with you that that's an excellent choice. But I'm going to go with Rick Rude. Because I thought Rude was just a step above in terms of his recent tour to Japan where he was done so, so wrongly. Yeah. But both of them, both of those guys were tremendous tonight as usual. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a wrong, there's no wrong answer. Except all. yours. I mean, okay. <laughs> oh man. I wish you were privy to the recent AI Bill Watts and AI Jim Ross discussions on Patreon because they I'm have kind of glad I'm not. AI creeps me out, dude. <laughs> I haven't wrapped my head around social media yet. How am I going to deal with AI? <laughs> All right. Well, Doc, anything else before we get out of this episode and ride off into the Just so you know, week? everybody out there. Mike and I decided today that we were going to make this with a quick one and get out of here. And then we went twice as long as we were supposed to because we have so much fun when we get together and start talking this shit and talking shit and um, doing the show for you guys. So we hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, uh, that's your fault. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. It's kind of how it happens, huh? Yeah. I mean, we just we start talking and I, I mean, I ain't mad at it, but I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got families out there we got to get to, so it's kind of how it works, you know. Anyway, um, appreciate you listening. Just a quick reminder, when I put the shows on Twitter, please do retweet them. It. Yeah, do something uh, with that. When it goes on Facebook, hit the share button. doesn't cost you anything. It would be greatly appreciated. These algorithms work against you, especially on the Twitter thing, if you're not paying for the blue check. So... If you can do me a favor on Twitter, 
make sure you retweet the show whenever it is posted on Thursday nights. Uh, it is greatly appreciated if you do so. On that note, I don't have anything else, Doc. Uh, fun episode. Wish Harper could have been here. He should be back next week because Mardi Gras will be over in New Orleans. And we should uh, be able to bring that to you with him with us. Doc, hit the tagline. Let's roll. Uh, book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>